Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That is what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. Be it joy and laughter, sorrow and tears, awe and insight, or deepest devotion, as we visit and listen, we are all part of a spiritual voyage called Song of the Soul. If you're a regular Song of the Soul listener, you likely have noticed that several artists have come my way thanks to Dada Veda of Rawa, that's R-A-W-A, the Renaissance Artists and Writers Association, and their Songs for Social Change contest, the 2017 version. They do it each year, so if you have some relevant music to share, you can enter at rawa.net for 2018. The point is that today we will have as our guest the number one winner from 2017. The top song was Songs of Resistance by the group called The Whiskey Farm. And we're speaking today to their chief songwriter and lead vocalist, Jason Horowitz. They've put out four CDs so far with an increased clarity building to have their music convey to all their audiences their vision for a better world. With production assistance today from Andrew Jansen, let's interrupt Jason Horowitz's workday as he now joins us by phone from Madison, Wisconsin. Jason, I'm super excited to have you here today for Song of the Soul. Mark, thank you for inviting me. It's my real pleasure to be here. Thanks for taking an hour out of your busy day. Was it hard to clear the schedule of a child psychologist? I have enough flexibility to make the time, and this is something that was important to me, and I'm glad it worked out. Being a child psychologist for part of your life and the other part of your life being part of the whiskey farm, is there any conflict of values there? Definitely not. I think that the values that my work comes from and that my music comes from are consistent with one another. And as a band, we have, in recent years especially, really talked a lot about our collective values and moved in a direction with both songwriting and performing that tries to link our love of music with causes that we believe in and things that we stand for. That's pretty typical, you know, to have your values in your songs as part of a folk band. And I think Americana fits Whiskey Farm pretty well as a description. It's less obvious to me in terms of bluegrass, and you do have tinges of bluegrass as well. And with a name like the Whiskey Farm, where did that come from? When we started playing together, this would have been 2010 or so, Brett, our lead player who plays guitar and mandolin and banjo, lived out on a farm. And we would go out there and play. The original working title of the band was just going to be The Farm in homage to that place. But there was actually already a famous band from the 80s called The Farm that I was not aware of at the time. So we ran into copyright issues when we started to get our first record ready. So we wanted to keep that farm name and we were talking about all the different things we love about the farm and things we do out on the farm. And whiskey just had that Americana feel to it and was something that we have occasionally enjoyed while we play music. And so we started calling it the Whiskey Farm, the place and the band. (laughs) 
Well, you've got four recordings out there, and the one only one that I've heard the full thing of is Songs of Resistance. Is that in character significantly different than, say, your first recording? I don't think it's different in character and musically. I think a lot of the things that define us as a band are still present. Those things would include you know, multi-part harmonies, the acoustic sound, a lot of lead guitar and, and mandolin, and that kind of defines the lead melodic lines. But there is a much more, obviously, Songs of Resistance is a expressly social and political album. And so we have recorded political songs before, but never a full record, not with such intention. Well, I'm glad you did it. I'm loving the music. I'm just thoroughly loving it. And you selected a subset of that to present today for your Song of the Soul. Why don't we get started with that right away? What's first? Well, if we're talking about that Songs of Resistance record, we could start with You Are Welcome Here. Inspired by? Inspired by the current administration's policy toward refugees and immigrants. Inspired may not be the the word I would choose, but at least written in response (laughs) to that approach. We're going to play it right away so people get a taste of your music. This is one that I would say has a little bit of flavor of bluegrass as well as old-timey country. It's got a lot of influences in there, and it's called You Are Welcome Here. It's selected by Jason Horowitz of The Whiskey Farm for today's Song of the Soul. You Are Welcome Here. You are welcome here You Welcome here Lay your burdens at my feet You have no more to fear You are welcome Smugglers for hire Crawling underneath the wire Into the sea In bags and trucks and leaky boats Wearing nothing but their coats Trying to hold on to their hopes Of being free Fleeing poverty and drought Governments who kick them out Civil wars that rage Without an end in sight Leaving everything behind Looking for some peace of mind And a chance that they might find A better life Well, you are welcome here You are welcome here Lay your burdens at my feet You have no more to fear You are welcome here Good old USA, we all just go about our day without a care. Buying our lattes and big trucks, and ignoring all the fuss, saying the problem isn't us, it's over there. We were a city on a hill, maybe we could be that still. If we could only find the will to meet the need. Oh, let this be a place where everyone can. 
have no more to fear You are welcome fortunate to have here today for Song of the Soul, the lead songwriter for The Whiskey Farm. His name is Jason Horowitz, their website, thewhiskeyfarm.com, and that was You Are Welcome Here. It's from their 2017 release, Songs of Resistance. I was thinking as I'm playing that, I when you wrote that song, that was, I believe, before the refugees coming over from Mexico and from South America that they were the children were being separated from the parents. That was written before the policy of child separation that the Trump administration enacted. It was back around the time of talking about banning refugees and immigrants from certain countries. There's that iconic image, the photo that was taken of the young boy who had drowned while trying to emigrate and there was a picture of his body on the beach that was, you know, really all over the world. That was a really powerful image for me and that was part of kind of what drove this songwriting process. But this is not really a, a brand new issue. And what we do about political refugees and people fleeing various countries for various reasons is something that our country as a privileged country has to deal with. And I don't think we're doing a great job of that right now. And that was something that was really important to me. I had the thought that because you are a child psychologist, that if this had been written after that policy of child separation happened, that you would have had an extra verse in here. There would have been some material. I think in your work, you see the kind of traumas that kids have. Can you imagine what is happening with the policy of child separation? It really is terrible. And you know we are going to deal with the ramifications of this for decades. And I know we're, <laughs> we're mostly going to talk about music today, but, you know, from my psychology lens, there are things that are being done to kids right now that can't be undone. I think we all need to be working as hard as possible to bring awareness to this issue and to advocate on the behalf of people who cannot. You seem to have a very big heart. The lyrics, the way I read it, is this is a heart that I admire and really wish was more widespread in the world. Is the heart what led you to your work as a child psychologist, or has your work as a child psychologist largely enhanced the size of that heart? Well, that's a great question. I'm not sure, but you know what led me to become a child psychologist is also the same thing that led me in, in some ways to music, and that was some of my early experiences at a summer camp in Wisconsin. I was a camper at this camp and then spent a decade as a, as a counselor there and eventually was the summer program director of this camp. And my experiences there had really a profound influence on me. You know, professionally, I pursued a career that was as close as I could find to being a camp counselor, really. That's what I wanted to do for the rest of my life. And I still have the joy of working with kids every day. And, you know, the reason that I learned to play the guitar in the first place was because a lot of my childhood heroes were counselors at this camp who played guitar and spread joy and love through their music, and I wanted to be like them. And so uh, I guess those camp experiences led me along these two parallel paths. You know, there's one other thing I would say about that immigration issue before, <laughs> before I lose it all, and that is that there are organizations doing really amazing work in that area, and I want to recognize them, one in particular. You know, after I wrote that song, I w wondered if, you know, is there any way this song could be useful? So I sent it to a couple of organizations who are doing that kind of work and said, hey, can I donate this song? Would it be helpful for you in any way? And ended up partnering with a group called Refugees International that does policy and advocacy work on behalf of refugees around the world. In collaboration with them, we created a fundraising video with a lot of their footage from their work and, and this song. 
and they had a really successful fundraising campaign with it. And then at the end of that, we did a big event in here in Madison in support of them and had a bunch of bands donate their time and, and came out and did a show. And the president of Refugees International came for the show, and we were able to give them a bunch of money, which was nice. And after that, they ended up actually inviting us out to Washington, D.C. to play at another sort of big fundraising gala for them. So it was a really nice way of trying to take a song and, and turn it into something tangible that might actually you know, help enact some kind of change or help somebody. That's some wonderful news to hear that it's had the legs to reach other ears. I mean, it, I don't maybe that's too much of a mixed metaphor. But anyway, I think it's wonderful that it not only serves for your audiences, but that it serves a wider constituency who are actually trying to make a difference on this in the world. One more thing I want to mention about the song before we go on to another one, Jason, is you end with singing, Oh, America, America, God shed his grace on thee. I think that more people who want to produce social change have to sing in an idiom that connects with that, not just we shall overcome, which is fine to connect with civil rights movement, but to sing the songs that are dear to all Americans. I think that that is such a wonderful connection with the root values of people. So I commend you for including that. Thank you. I mean, I think that song is evocative of, you know, a belief in America and what America is and the greatness that it can be. And borrowing from that song in the bridge of You Are Welcome Here is a way of invoking those ideals, even though there are some things in the song that are critical of how we have been as a country recently. So hopefully it provides that hopefulness. It does. It does. At least for me when I was listening to it. Let's go on to a second song, Jason. What's next? Well, since we're talking about hope, let's go with Keep Me Down. Okay. That sounds defeating, though, when I read the name. I Keep Me Down. I I, th- I was thinking, oh, you're going to... Wait, what is this? Well, You're Never Going to Keep Me Down is too long for a song title. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's because people have such short attention spans these days, right? Right. <laughs> Are you actually finding that, by the way, that people's attention span is shorter than it used to be 10 years, 20 years, 30 years ago? Sure. Um, all you have to do to prove that is to watch your favorite movie from childhood. You won't believe how slow it is. Uh, everything, you know, all, all media is just fast-forwarded I mean, almost every medium. So, yes, that is happening. But this song is, has not got those slow, old-time drags. This has got some rock power to it. What inspired it? What inspired it? Trying to deal with despair and disillusionment. <laughs> I'm looking for the ways and the means to continue to act and to work even when felt like things were not going well. Plus, I got Brett to play some electric guitar, so that was fun. <laughs> Is Brett reluctant to do that? No, he's not reluctant to do anything. I mean, most of our songs are, you know, in that acoustic Americana genre. But every now and then, you know, we just need to rock out a little bit and bust out the electric. Well, let's bust it out. This is coming to you from the Whiskey Farm. Jason Horowitz, lead songwriter, Keep Me Down.
of the Whiskey Farm might be classified as Americana, more folk, sometimes old-timey, but that one has some nice rock power to it, and fortunately Jason Horowitz selected it for today's Song of the Soul, and no one's going to keep you down. Are you normally an uppity person? I think that I tend to be an optimist, you know, which is fortunate because there's been Plenty to be down about lately, it seems. But, you know, I, I think that when things aren't going the way I would hope in terms of, you know, the culture or the political climate, I do try to step back and, and take a long view of things and think about generation to generation, where are we in terms of social justice and, and equal rights. And, you know, even if we're, you know, may not be moving forward right at this moment, we have made significant change over decades. And that's because people work to change. And, you know, I, I hope that you know, each of us plays his and her small part in that. That's what this song is about. You know, it's about not waiting for someone else to fix things, but finding the small thing that you can do and and doing it no matter what happens. Were you raised in a social justice family, neighborhood, community of other sorts? 
Yeah, I mean, I think I get my moral compass from my parents. My father was a public school teacher, and then my mother is an oncologist. They both grew up in New York City and then met in Milwaukee, and, and I grew up in Milwaukee. And, you know, they have very strong beliefs about what is right, and, and that includes a, a vision of equality and social justice that I took from them. The name Horowitz, uh, one of my good friends from when I lived in back in Milwaukee, uh, which is 30 years ago now, Eddie Horowitz, was Jewish. I think of Horowitz as a Jewish name. Were your parents Jewish? Was your family Jewish, uh, secular, or practicing? Yeah, well, my father's family is Jewish. They came from what is now Belarus and escaped to America during the pogroms. And my mother's family is Irish, Italian, Catholic. Uh, he grew up in Little Neck, and she grew up in Brooklyn, and those are sort of the the cultural uh, norms that they had. And, and, you know, it wasn't necessarily the most popular match. I have songs about that as well. But they um, they really are a wonderful and inspiring couple and set of people individually. I grew up, you know, without being part of an organized religion and sort of was educated in each of their religious histories and cultural histories by them. At home, they imparted some of their knowledge, or is it just by the reflection of their character? Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, their their character reflected their morality. But you know, we would celebrate holidays in a non-religious way, I guess um, you might say, and other aspects of culture, of food and music and things like that, is kind of how I learned about you know my family history. It sounds rich, and again, I'm loving what's coming out. Why don't you give us another example of the fine fruits of your family through song? Well, as long as we're talking about you know religion and, and issues of faith and spirituality, let's play Enough for Me. Oh, why? Because you just want to make me cry with the <laughs> sheer appreciation? <laughs> it seemed the right segue. Well, it is. And give a little bit more background to this, if you will, including to Anna. Yeah. You know, I wrote this song. I didn't initially intend it to be a duet. I was, you know, taking like a page from Bob Dylan's book of like a boots of Spanish leather kind of song, which is a, a dialogue between two people. But of course, he sings it on his own. And when I was working on it, it was that sort of idea. And it's, it's really a kind of a conversation between what I imagine to be kind of two older people talking about issues of faith. And then after I had written it, I was in like a, a local small songwriting contest. And it was like, you know, one of those survivor type things where each week one of the songwriters is eliminated and they bring on a new challenge. And one week the challenge was, hey, we're going to introduce you to some other songwriter that you don't know and you have to write a duet for the two of you to perform. And that was how I met Anna Lauby, who is a really wonderful person and a great songwriter. Uh, with a beautiful voice. And I was at the same time just having kind of been working on this song. And so, you know, when we got paired up together for that week, I said, hey, can I, can I play you this and, you know, tell me what you think? So I did, and we decided to go with that. And after the contest, we decided to go into a studio and just record that because it had been a really nice moment together, and you're about to hear what came out. Enough for me. Jason Horowitz of The Whiskey Farm. Oh, my darling. I am awake and cannot sleep I've been searching For a faith that I could keep But whenever I truly dig down deep I find my heart is filled with doubt I find my heart is filled with doubt 
you heard together there were Jason Horowitz and Anna Laube, and Jason is the lead songwriter of The Whiskey Farm. You said, Jason, that this was part of a duet writing. I mean, were both of you writing these verses, or are all these all your own verses that she just sang? Yeah, I, I wrote the lyrics, and we put together the, the structure and the harmony of the song. And so how close is the verses that you're singing to just your true internal texture? That's a great and deep question. You know, I think that I, I do relate to the the male character in this story, the agnostic seeker who maybe wishes for greater understanding and truth and has to reconcile not ever really being able to know what he wishes he could know. And you know, I was talking about my upbringing. One, I think, consequence of being educated, I guess, about religion as opposed to indoctrinated or being part of it from a young age is that I feel like there are a lot of things that I know or understand but don't necessarily feel the same way that some of my more religious friends do. And, you know, I'm, I don't think of that as right or wrong, but I've never had the confidence that a lot of people have in their beliefs. And so I've always, you know, considered myself really a, a wanderer when it comes to these kinds of matters. So you wouldn't describe yourself as a devout atheist or a devout agnostic even? Yeah, I guess if there is such a thing, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there may have been a time, you know, when I was a teenager and when I was sure of myself and everything that I might have, you know, used the term atheist. But at this point, you know, I think I am old enough to recognize that I shouldn't think that I would know any better than anybody else what might be true and until if someday I do, then I'm perfectly happy to allow for any possibility. 
you know, I my personal beliefs about this. I was raised Catholic and became Quaker as an adult. But, you know, it was my choice. I would, didn't have to be anything, right? But I think that the fact that I always felt free to believe what I believe and that I wouldn't deny what I experienced and, and that I could choose something totally different, I think that means that when I got to what I do believe, that I could actually believe it as opposed to just reciting it. I think so many people, like, you know, they'll grow up saying, I believe in God the Father, Almighty Creator of heaven and earth, and Jesus Christ. You know, they'll put the words out, but they have no sense in themselves of whether they truly believe it. Because, of course, I believe it. And I I imagine that it's different for those of us who approach with that openness. Are you married? I am, yes. Children? Yep. We have an eight-year-old and a five-year-old. Well, cool. So how are you approaching it with your kids? I think that the primary religion in our society actually is materialism. Yes, we are trying to combat that. We are trying to talk about moral values. We are trying to teach openness and acceptance of of all beliefs. We have been recently going to a Unitarian church, which lines up pretty well with our values of community and social justice and acceptance and tolerance and openness and things like that. But I certainly don't feel like I know all the answers, and they will have to figure out for themselves what they believe the same way I have tried to figure it out, and we will try to give them the message that wherever they are on that journey is okay. You know, listening to you talk about your experience reminded me of one of my favorite books, which is A Prayer for Owen Meany by John Irving. And I remember, you know, it's been a long time since I've read it now, but I remember there being discussion about how real faith comes from doubt and the idea that, you know, when you, as you were saying, recite things when you're young, you may say it without believing it, but it's it's only when, you know, your faith is tested and you come through doubt that you figure out what you truly believe, and then maybe you do. But I, I really, you know, I remember connecting with that book for that reason, and I don't know, maybe that's part of how I got where I am, who knows. Which UU church are you going to? I think there's a couple of them around Madison. It's on the west side in the neighborhood of Shortwood Hills. Some real good folks there. Yeah, for sure. Before we go on to a fourth song, let me just remind people that you are listening to Song of the Soul. I'm Mark Helpsmeet, your host. Our website, northernspiritradio.org. On the web, you go there and you can listen to all 13 years of our history, the programs, and all the wonderful musicians and activists we've connected with. There's a place to post comments. We love two-way communication. There's a donate button. Please donate when you come. This is supported only by listeners, not by government, and not by corporations. It's because you believe in it. And so please do donate when you come even more so. Support your local community radio station. I want to especially sing out for WMUU, which is radio station that has been carrying our programs in Madison, and they're sponsored by the Unitarians. And so All of these groups, all these local community radio stations are doing invaluable work in terms of giving alternative news and music, so start by supporting them. If you've got some shekels left over, please support Northern Spirit Radio. Jason Horowitz is here. He's the lead writer and singer, I think, for The Whiskey Farm. Their website, thewhiskeyfarm.com. And Jason, let's dive right into some more music. Yeah, let's change directions a little bit and, and play Doc Holliday's Last Christmas. What's your connection with Doc Holliday, or where did this come from? I love the song, but you weren't alive 120, 130 years ago. I love reading about history, and I've written a number of different historical 
songs. This is one of them. And I should give some credit here to my father-in-law, who is both a big history buff and a big music fan. And, you know, every few months I'll get a, an email from him or a letter saying, hey, I wrote this poem, you should turn it into a song, or I have this idea, or you guys should cover this song. But one day he, he said, I've got a title of a song for you. It's called Doc Holliday's Last Christmas. And I said, well, Denny, what is it about? He's like, I have no idea. You, you have to write it. So I said, okay, I can do that. I, I can work with that title. I mean, I had just read uh, a fictionalized version of Doc Holliday's life, and I ended up reading a biography as well and just imagining him as a person and his life and trying to figure out what I might be able to capture in his life in a, in a song that was still interesting and fun to listen to. Well, you captured it. <laughs> you certainly did. Let's go right into it. Doc Holliday's Last Christmas by Jason Horowitz of The Whiskey Farm. There's a marshal in the shadows With one eye on the door Making sure it's only friends who enter Cause there's a list of desperados Bent on settling the score With a man who never would surrender And there's a woman by the bedside Speaking German through her tears Asking why he's so determined to leave her She swore they'd be together Through the twilight of their years But he never managed to believe her You can visit if you must But it's a social call I trust Cause it's well past time for doing business Turn your bottles up and down No redemption to be found It's a nice dark holiday's last Christmas In the fall of 1880 Well before the West was won He set out because Wyatt Earp had picked him Back then your way of talking For the barrel of your gun Made the margins between the victors and the victim But Doc was quick of wit And even quicker on the draw Though he never aimed to be a lawman He found that he'd been drafted In the service of the law And from there destiny became him. You can visit if you must, but it's a social call I trust, cause it's well past time for doing business. Turn your bottles up and down, there's no redemption to be found, cause tonight's dark holiday's last Christmas. Zero, but his bottles still have full It's even odds I'm first to reach the bottom Was an accidental hero On the day the bullets flew Now his name will never be forgotten He was a cultured southern gentleman A dentist by his trade Though inside there lay a darker power was a man of contradictions And on any given day You never knew who you'd encounter The educated thinker The leader of the band The gambler, the drunkard, or the thief 
But here in this hotel room He's nothing but a man On the verge of finding some relief You can visit if you must But it's a social call I trust It's well past time for doing business Turn your bottles up and down There's no redemption to be found Cause tonight's dark holidays last Christmas after hearing Jason Horowitz's song, Doc Holiday's Last Christmas, I feel like there's some history I have to read up on. I, of course, have known Doc Holiday's name forever and a day, but I have no idea of the emotional texture that this song just evokes. And so uh, we're fortunate that it's on. Book of Matches is one of the releases of The Whiskey Farm. Their website, thewhiskeyfarm.com, with Jason Horowitz penning most of their songs. Is there a part of Doc Holliday you particularly connect with? You know, not in the sense that, like, I see myself in him or something like that. I didn't read about him and think, oh, this is my guy, or I wish I was friends with this guy, or anything like that. Um, I just found him to be a fascinating personality, you know, an incredibly strong personality who was clever and evoked strong emotions from everyone around him, both positive and negative, in the way that magnified his role in all of these events to the extent that he became a household name when many other people who uh, were just as influential or known at the time were were not. That's probably because uh, from the song I get the idea that at least at one point he was connected with a, a woman with a Germanic accent. Did I get that right? Yeah, Big Nose Kate was her name, um, and she was... <laughs> The prostitute who he met and then developed a on and off long term relationship with, you know, became very kind of well known in his circle. Uh, that included, you know, the Earps and all those sort of famous Western folks. I was intrigued. Uh, was there really a question whether they were going to mate or something? Did he leave her? What's you left me hungry in the song, you know? Yeah. So I'm going to say that ninety percent of that song is true. And at least, you know, there are historical debates about his life. But um, from the biography that I read, I, I didn't take too many liberties. You know, the, their relationship was one where he traveled a lot um, for various reasons. Sometimes, well, he had tuberculosis, and so he was often looking for the right climate to live in. He was sometimes on the run from people. He was sometimes called um, to be part of... Uh, um, you know, a marshal's, it's not a posse, and I'm forgetting the word that they would put together. And so, you know, he would come into town and stay for a while, then he'd be off somewhere, and um, then he's running from the law. So, you know, their relationship was one that was on and again, off again. And I think she, you know, by my reading, was more interested in it being on again than he was. It's intriguing, and I really will have to do some reading there. But right now, I'm just too busy listening to all your wonderful music. What's up next? Let's play Songs of Resistance. I think that was the song that introduced you to us anyway. That's right. I got connected. Dada Veda, who uh, oversees the Songs for Social Change contest. And back in 2017, yours was one of the submissions sponsored by Rawa, Renaissance Artists and Writers Association, website rawa.com. Dada Veda, anyhow, sent me a copy of it. And Songs of Resistance was number one. How did that feel to get ranked that high? You know, it was. it felt pretty great, actually. 
you know, there's not a lot of recognition out there for small-time local bands and songwriters, so it was an unexpected and real pleasure. Let's play Songs of Resistance. It's the title song for their 2017 release. And again, it was the number one song selected for Songs for Social Change 2017. There's a contest like that going on this year, Songs for Social Change 2018. Follow the link from Northern Spirit Radio to Rawa, and you'll be able to enter your own songs there. Here it is, Songs of Resistance.
for those of us who want to be sure that we can make a choice, that we can make a difference. It's called Songs of Resistance, title track from 2017 release by The Whiskey Farm, their website, thewhiskeyfarm.com, and Jason Horowitz is here today for Song of the Soul, sharing their music, sharing his music, That and since he's primary writer for the group, there's a lot of it. Are there songs that you've written before you were part of The Whiskey Farm that uh, you might have considered, or have have you recorded other songs that are yours pre-whiskey? Yeah, I have one solo record before I joined the Whiskey Farm, and I mean, I've been writing songs since I was about 18 and recorded a number of demos either by myself or with other players over the years, but joining this band, these are the most talented musicians I've ever played with, and they are really, you know, inspiring and, and wonderful people, and you know, it makes my songs better to be with them, and it and it changes my writing. You know, to, to be part of a band where you kind of know what the the musical temperament of everyone is, you start to write for that, as opposed to just writing a song for myself and then trying to get people to learn some parts. Whatever the magic is, it's certainly come out in transforming ways. So. I'd like to share just one more song before we have to go off the air. What's final for Jason Horowitz's Song of the Soul? Uh, we'll play If You See Him. Okay, and which hymn is that? This isn't a religious song. We're waiting to see Jesus, are we? No, it's not a religious song. It's a song, you know, this is a song that is, you know, not 100% factually true, but, but comes from a very personal place for me. It's not a song that I, I think we have ever performed live maybe once at the release party for that for that record but it's just not that kind of song it's something that kind of came out one day as songs do and it was really a reflection on some past friendships that you know had sort of lost closeness over time and thinking back about how that happened and you know regretting it to some extent and that's what it's about you say it's not 100% your experience and that you haven't played it live, and yet there's something about these spoken songs that has power. My dad, one of the ones I've heard him grow up singing, was Are You Lonesome Tonight? You know, just, and where the, the, the spoken part in the middle, you began to change, you act as strange, just why I never knew. And if you won't come back, they can bring the curtain down. This song, of course, has some overlap with that. Are there singers or songs that inspired a talking type song? Because they're they're pretty sure. rare. Yeah, I mean, I would go I would go back to Dylan again and some of his talking blues and things like that. And I would think about someone like Guy Clark, who really sort of I think mastered that genre and being able to tell a story. I mean, he's really an incredible storyteller. And you know, I don't necessarily play guitar or tell a story as well as he does, but I think that there's definitely uh, you know a, a descendancy in this song from his work. Well, all of your music that we've heard here today and well beyond is wonderful music. Your your skill as a writer, as a singer, and the people that you work with, the musicians, do such wonderful things. Even this song, which is spoken, is just so wonderful melodically behind the music until the last part where you sing. It's just so wonderful. I, I just can't say how happy I am to have followed up with you from Dada Veda and the Songs for Social Change 2017. I think that all you listeners out there in Song of the Soul world 
just remember to go to northernspiritradio.org and post a comment about this. And don't forget to check out further music by The Whiskey Farm on thewhiskeyfarm.com. Links on northernspiritradio.org. Jason Horowitz and all the other members there are making such wonderful music. You better grab some of it for yourself. And so... Jason, I want to thank you so much for joining me, for taking time out of a really busy day, which I I know you have. It's been a real pleasure, Mark. Thank you for calling. So we go out with If You See Him from Book of Matches by the Whiskey Farm, and we'll see you all next week for Song of the Soul, If You See Him. I had a friend when I was young. He was pretty much my only one And to call him just a friend Would be unfair He was the brother I didn't have yet We were about as close as close can get If I needed someone He was there We dreamed up new dreams every day And by the time high school had passed away There wasn't very much we hadn't tried We knew that nothing lasts forever But thought as long as we were together Every door in this whole world would open wide Drifted over the usual things Schools and jobs And diamond rings We didn't have a lot of time to spare But the more that I reached out to him The more the silence settled in And I started to believe he didn't care How quickly months turn into years Open doors become careers And dreams are things you pass on your kids At night sometimes I'd pace the hall hoping he'd decide to call But in the end neither of us did Another man, he quit his job and joined a band Playing pedal steel guitar somewhere out west And so it came as a surprise When one day he suddenly arrived Looking for a little cash and a place to rest And I don't know why I did what I did I never was an unforgiving kid And I'd waited so long for that day wasn't like it was before I shook my head and closed the door listened to his footsteps fade away if you see him somewhere down the road give him this message won't you please all is forgiven won't you come
come on home I just hope that you've forgiven me If you see him somewhere down the road Give him this message, won't you please All these four The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it is called Song of the Soul. Check out all things Song of the Soul on northernspiritradio.org, guests, links, stations, and a place for your feedback, suggestions, and support. Send your Songs of the Soul to me, Mark Helpsmeet, via the info on our website, and join us weekly for Song of the Soul.